welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to a Sunday edition of Guys Guys Radio. It is May 20th. I hope everybody's having a great spring. Here we are in New York City. Finally, 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 the clouds have all disappeared. Where will it lead us from here? Angie, the old song by the Stones. I just was reading that the Stones are on tour once again in the UK. Anyhow, this is Guys Guys Radio, and we have a special show for you this evening. Guys Guys Radio is the place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. And we've got a super guest tonight. We've got best-selling author and relationship expert Susan Winter is going to be joining us. She's written two books, published two books, Allowing Magnificence and Older Women, Younger Men. So we're going to talk about the state of relationships today and some of the ups and downs and ins and outs and issues in the crazy world of dating in 2018. So really looking forward to that. Let's start off by uh, getting into uh, what's going on in the world today. Um, Here we are in Guys Guys Radio, the place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. And that's a good thing because uh, in this day and age, in the climate that's out there, so many people are just out for themselves that uh, we want to present to you ways where everyone can win, men, women, all of us. And there's no reason why that can't occur. Let's raise our consciousness. Let's lift up the light defeats the darkness every time. So anyhow, here we are in Guys Guys Radio. It is podcast number 284. We've been at it for a couple of years now, growing our audience, bringing you guests from all types of walks of life, entertainment, authors, relationship experts, metaphysical teachers, spiritual channelers, sports fantasy experts all across the spectrum of the whole guys, guys world. And we're looking forward to tonight's show and the uh, culture what's happening. You know, I was thinking like, you know, really nothing's happening right now. Everybody's kind of gearing up, waiting, waiting, waiting for the weather to change here in the Northeast. And, you know, you look at the calendar and Memorial day is next week. It's like, whoo ha Memorial day. We've got to get it on. So, I am going to be going down to the Jersey Shore to a little place called Ocean Grove, which is right near Asbury Park, and enjoy some of the good weather uh, next week. And, and I hope you have some plans because before you know it, summer is upon us. Even though we've had this very rainy, very chilly spring, all of a sudden, boom, it's going to be warm. Maybe not this week, but it's going to get there. It's going to get there soon. And when it gets there, it's going to stay there through September. So get ready, people. It's happening. Um, Elsewhere, we've got uh, a lot of happenings in the sports world. We had the uh, Preakness yesterday uh, in a muddy track. Justify won the second leg of the Triple Crown. So we'll see if uh, uh, he can win Belmont. Um, I've been to the Preakness and I've been to uh, Belmont. I have not been to the Kentucky Derby, but those big horse races, they're a lot of fun. It's a lot of pageantry and it's a lot of betting and a, a lot of drinks. So if you ever get a chance to get out there for one of the big races, um, do it. Uh, the Preakness, I'm not sure if they still do this. I think they do, but you could party in the infield. So in other words, the track is around you. So you party in the infield and you can enjoy your, I think it was black eyed Susans and, uh, uh, down there near Baltimore and the the horses run around you. That's pretty cool. 
so if you ever get a chance to do that, do it. Um, in the NBA, we've got uh, we've got a game tonight. We've got the second Golden State Warriors against the uh, Houston Rockets, and that's a good series. It's tied 1-1. And then the other uh, semi, you've got the Celtics and the Cavaliers, 2-1 Celtics. So it looks pretty tight going into the, the you know the rounding the turn in hockey. And the only reason I this is the first time I've ever mentioned hockey is that um, they're doing something in the hockey where there's a new team that just started this year, the Vegas. Las Vegas Golden Knights, and they, it's their first year in existence, and they're playing for the Stanley Cup, which is amazing, and uh, if you're a hockey fan, you must must be an eye-opener, especially if you're in New York and you're a Knicks, uh, excuse me, a Ranger or Islander fan, it's like, how did this new team, never been in existence till, until this year, start out and go right to the finals, right to the Stanley Cup finals, pretty amazing. Elsewhere, uh, you know, the whole thing with our uh, political climate, I don't even want to get into it. It's just, as I say all the time, it's just so tiring and tedious and uh, divisive. So we, we just got to hang in there, send love, send love out there, people, and we'll get through this. Um, we also had another shooting in Texas. Nothing's being done about that. A lot of people say, well, what can you do? What's the real cause? Is it guns? Is it mental illness? Is it this uh, culture of violence? You know, it's, it's probably all three, but we've got to do something because uh, whatever we're doing right now is not working. And uh, an interesting statistic came out that more young people died in school shootings than in war in the last, uh, I think, five years or so, which is crazy and sad. So we have to get past that, people. And then we had the royal wedding yesterday, and uh, a lot of people are intrigued by it. I watched uh, just to see what it's all about, uh, and it's interesting. You know, it's uh, very beautiful, the flowers and the pageantry, and it's a wedding. And I think it's a fantasy for a lot of folks, particularly for women, to like, oh, I marry a prince, and I have this type of wedding. And sure, it's cool. So I can understand why people are fascinated with it. And there's not that much royalty uh, in the Western cultures anymore. So people are still into it. What's behind the whole thing with the royal family and everything? I don't know. But what's out front that people get to see, they seem to like it. So they seem to like it. Good for them. Let them enjoy it. Um, We're going to talk about relationships tonight. And... uh, it's getting ready for summer. So I don't know if anybody's thought about, are you going to go into a summer romance or not, but maybe we'll touch on that. But there's a lot of issues that our special guests Susan winter is going to talk to us about, and I can't wait to get her out here. So let's quickly move to the guys guy of the week. We'll take a very super quick break and then we'll bring Susan on. Um, I do a guys guy of the week, somebody who, uh, who uh, kind of stands for the good parts of masculinity. Uh, guys guy is kind of an updated uh, manly man, but not all macho. More about casual confidence, unassuming strength, seductive integrity, emotional intelligence, timeless style, and fun. So I picked two guys, guys of the week, and they're they're not what I would call re- re- relationship guys, but they're guys who did two two people who did uh, fun things. And the first is uh, Stephen Poplowski, who invented the blender. Now that we're getting, we just had single de Meyer, we're getting into 
margarita season. He invented the blender in 1922, and then a colleague of his approached Fred Waring, 36. And then we had the Waring blenders started there, and now we're in a blender culture. And the other person is, uh, and I think it might be a female, I'm not sure, it's Maddie, M-A-T-T-I, Maddie McConnon, uh, who invented the text message. You never think about that, but somebody actually invented text messages. So anyhow, there are guys, guys of the week, and uh, good job, people. All right, let's take a very quick break, and then we'll bring on our special guest, Susan Winter. So I'm going to let my buddy here tell you where we are. You're listening to the Guys Guy Radio. All right, we're back on Guys Guys Radio. Your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. Let's talk about our special guest, Susan Winter. Um, I read her uh, short biography, and then I looked up her long biography, and I was blown away because she has a really interesting background. Let's give you the highlights of her kind of short biography. She's a best-selling author. She's been on Oprah as well as all over TV. She's a media personality. Uh, she wrote two bestsellers, Allowing Magnificent and Older Women, Younger Men. She specializes in evolutionary forms of loving partnership and higher thinking, which is great. And she writes, speaks, and coaches on dating issues, relationship challenges, self-esteem, and personal empowerment. Um, she's been all over TV. She was a host moderator of corporate profiles on the FNN Network, which is now CNBC. And she's been an on-camera spokesperson uh, for years. And she's all over media. And interesting that she's also done some work in uh, – my business in advertising, she was involved with uh, strategic alliances with McGarry Bowens, Fortune 100 clientele. And I know John McGarry because I used to work, report directly to him. So let's bring on Susan right now. We're going to talk about relationships and dating. Good hey, evening, Robert, Susan. how are you doing? I'm great. And thanks so much for being my special guest on Guys Guys Radio. Really thrilled to have you on the show. Well, thank you. I love men. So it's a good topic for me. <laughs> well, let's get right into it. What do you see as uh, what's going on? You're, you're right. Uh, you have the pulse on what's happening out there. And I talk to a lot of different relationship experts and coaches, and I, I've got some consistencies over the past couple of years as to what's going on out there. And now it's starting to shift a little bit. Let me tell you what I'm hearing, and then I would like to get your expert uh, take on the situation. For years, I've been hearing from uh, female relationship experts and dating coaches that their biggest challenge is that um, women uh, who are working so hard uh, in their careers have to dial down their kind of uh, alpha personalities when it comes to dating, and that's a real challenge. And then I hear on the other side that guys, and this is obviously true, they're not sure who they are right now, and uh, and they get a little bit gun shy. And now we've got Me Too on top of that, so guys are really uh, you know, they really don't know what to do. So it's a, it's a big challenge. Yet recently I've been hearing that a new dynamic is that the men are becoming more needy of relationships and the females less needy and less, less looking for real relationships than the guys are. And it's a real switcheroo. So um, I don't know. Is that true? What, what's your sense, Susan? I, I think it depends on where you are in the world and where you are in the United States. So you brought up a really good point, and this is a fine detail, but I agree with everything you said. That's one aspect. Um, uh, You know, so typically women want relationships, and guys want a relationship when they're ready to settle down or they feel like it. Let's dial it back just a moment and understand Mm -hmm. that now 
sex comes before any kind of commitment. Sex isn't a promise that I'll love you. Sex isn't a promise that I'll even call you in the morning. So this is why we're in such a confused state. I mean, I'm not necessarily for the traditional roles where uh, we had all the formal dating, but at least everybody knew where they stood. So Mm -hmm. let's get back to your alpha female not being able to dial it back. Okay, so that's very true. A lot of guys that I know have said that they are frustrated because their female doesn't know when to turn it off. She thinks that she's, you know, treating them like she would her 300 employees. And this shift that you say, I'm amazed that you're saying it because I thought I was one of the few people that saw that. What I'm seeing on the West Coast is not the same as the East Coast. Okay. And I'll tell you why. And I I have a theory. So you know pickup artists, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So that started in California. As a matter of fact, I know one of the original founders. Unfortunately, I gave him four hours of conversation that I thought was the greatest conversation in the world, not knowing I was feeling psychological tactics on how you can break down women, right? Mm -hmm. So the West Coast has been saturated with pickup artists, communities, whether it's charisma arts or a multitude of all the offspring. And so the women have gotten frustrated because they've been played and played and played. So what a lot of the millennial women are doing is, you know what? This is dangerous territory. I'm not even going to focus on it. Okay, I'll have sex. That's all right. But I'm going to just close up my heart. You know what? I know one area I can make traction. I'm going to run at work. I am going Mm -hmm. to hit my career because that, I know that if I apply myself to, I'll see results. But, Robert, I haven't seen this in New York, and I'd be interested to know if you see a shift happening on the East Coast because I still think the guys are having their cake and eating it, too, here on the East Coast. Um, well, I think the New York women are probably the savviest in, in the world, and yet they're outnumbered by eligible. Um, there's too many women and not enough eligible yeah. guys. And that, yeah. that puts them at a disadvantage. Yet uh, all the women and the relationship experts I've spoken to say that they want a guy to be a real guy. And they get frustrated um, because some of the guys are kind of uh, waiting for them to take the lead. In other words, uh, let's say a guy does oh, yeah. his homework and he figures out first date coming up and he knows you like tapas. He comes up with a tapas restaurant he wants to take you to, but you have been out there and you, you know tapas and you like tapas. So you've already been there and you have another idea in mind. What's the guy supposed to do? And a lot of guys are getting frustrated by that and saying, oh, she's already taken the lead. Well, you know, uh, I think a real guy's guy would say, that's, that's cool. He wants it. Let's, let's try what would be the next place, the best place. We can always go back to the place that I suggested. And if she's got a better idea, that's cool. I think what guys have to do, they have to roll with it. To me, there's never been a better time for a man than right now. This is a time where men can be sexually speaking, of course, men can be whoever they want to be, but it's Mm -hmm. never been less clear who men really are. So uh, I I think they're not pursuing anymore. Do you know how many schools of thought where they teach the guys to create tension on purpose and not to pursue the woman? Do you know how tired women are of chasing men and how much they resent the guy when they finally get him? that he wasn't a guy and didn't come on Mm. to them and didn't approach them and didn't make a first date and didn't call them after the date. 
that's, I think, the discontent that I see. Yeah, that's horrible. And I, I'm not sure if that's that, – the. I don't see that as much in New York. I could understand it in California, and I know Neil Strauss, the work he's done, and he's got actually a new yeah. book out about relationships. But um, I, I don't know if that's the case as much in New York. I think um, – uh, some of the frustration is that the guys are are a little bit lazy. They're using technology too much. They have, uh, because of what they see online, whether it's porn or Instagram or whatever, that their expectations are not in line with the reality of who they are. And the women don't need them in New York City for the money, uh, particularly. The women here can handle themselves. Of course, they want to go out with a guy who has a, makes a good living. But the money is not quite as necessary as it was before in terms of mission critical because they can take care of themselves. But um, it's, it's a tough time for, for both parties there because uh, nobody's quite sure w- what they're supposed to do and where, where, the other, where the other person is. I'm sorry, I was not articulate on that, but do you get No, 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 you're incredibly, no, I, 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 it's incredibly articulate. Nobody knows who's supposed to take the lead. Nobody knows anymore. I think men, and I, I want to take this way back to men feeling, you know, slapped back when they opened the door in the 1970s. They're not sure how to handle female empowerment. And quite frankly, most women on how to handle female empowerment. A lot of women are way out of balance. They, they've just lost their compassion. They've lost their wants. They've um, repressed their nurturing and kindness and sweetness. You know, the, uh, it's a whole nother mentality when you want to be with a man. You're independent, you're strong, you have opinions. But, um, you know, I think that many women have, in the 80s and 90s, we had to learn to be many men. And we had to repress so much that was feminine because it was viewed as being weak. And I mm-hmm. think many women have become very confused as we evolve into our own power that many of them don't know anymore how to embrace the power of an open heart. Women are afraid, as men are afraid, to love openly with a dignified, self-possessed love to say, hey, I love you. I mean, that's my story. You've got to deal with it. Nobody's speaking. Nobody's, nobody's admitting where they are. Everybody's terrified. And I, and I fear that everybody's gone mute for fear of being hurt and then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because then your partner doesn't know that you really cared, and then then we go you know right back to not knowing where everybody stands. Yep. Yeah. Two two points on that. One, I, I think one of the things I learned, and I I was online dating, and I actually my wife was on for a three-day trial on Match, and she uh, <laughs> winked at me, and I'm the only person she met, and we ended up getting married. And this was after years no! of happy. Happy bachelorhood in New York City. I was a bachelor Whoa. here for like 20 plus years, and I was having a really good time. And uh, but she did something uh, that was very interesting. A couple of things. One is um, uh, she wasn't juggling, and most of the people I dated, including myself, we were juggling. And so after we went out a few times, she's like, "Well, why are you still on Match.com? I thought we were going out." And I'm like thinking to myself, you know, that's such a refreshing, simple straightforward way of looking at it. Maybe it's better to just date one person. You don't have to go out 50 times. You go out two or three times, see how how it works out. If it doesn't work, you move on to the next person. But it seems like everybody's 
it's all this these all these terms for all these uh, you know pit, uh, yeah. benching, bread, hedging your bets, yeah, breadcrumbing, and, uh, bird oh, no. seating, and breadcrumbing, and oh, all. I'm like, what? What is God, all this? Robert, Let's go out on a date it's and have fun. A million new terms for bad behavior. That's exactly. all. Exactly. Bad exactly, behavior. Susan. And yep. uh, and you know why they do it? Everybody, all this stuff that we're talking about, says the root cause is fear. Everybody's yep. afraid of getting hurt. And if people, I think we just have a, a lack of courage in our society. I mean, don't you find it in Congress? We've got like surfers that will be airdropped onto a hundred foot wave. Mm-hmm. And we've yeah. got people that want to climb all these mountains and yeah, they lose their fingers and their feet or whatever. That's just part of it. You've got all these extreme sports, MMA, you come away with the cauliflower ears and like the brain damage, right? But yep. get into the ring and love. Oh, I don't know. I know. I know. I'm scared. Don't hurt me. What is that? What is that? I, I just I you know, do not get it. You know, I think part of it, Susan. I don't think they're coming at it with the from a loving perspective. And I learned I learned myself. I, I had been in numerous relationships. Some were long term. Some were short term. But at a certain point, I had an epiphany, and it said. You have to make room in your heart for somebody else, and that's how you'll meet the right person. And when I did that, the light bulb went off, and I met, yeah. I met the right person. And it was you all made a decision. perspective. Yeah, yeah you made and I, a decision. And, and to your point, I think what's happening with a lot of people, they are afraid of getting hurt, so they keep their heart closed. And, I, you know, we don't want to oh, sound yes. simplistic about this, but you know what? You really have to have an open heart. Dating should be a fun sport. Not a con- not a combat sport, <laughs> and I, I think a lot of people you, are Robert. overthinking it. Just go out and have a glass of wine and have some fun and go roller skating in Central Park or whatever. Just do something, and uh, and things I, can work I, out. Have some fun and some laughs. You know, I, I so I have these little photo quotes that I make, and and one of the so I'm a huge proponent of exactly what you just said. Nothing is more seductive than the openness. Of a heart, you know. Why do we love puppies? Why do we love mm-hmm. babies? You know, there's this sweet, and so we think, oh, if I open my heart, that's weak and vulnerable. It takes so much courage and resilience to stand there and admit and to show that you like somebody. And yeah, they might turn you down, but how powerful that you were in the game. You played full out. And you tried. So yeah. I think people have to think less of being hurt and more of thinking like this is a sport, this is a skill set like typing or skiing and you have to become resilient you just have to become good at it and not, your heart is your most powerful right. seductive, you know what happened to romance mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's yeah. beautiful I know, you know, look at how a smile can have somebody exactly. come across a room yeah. well, so the, I agree the, with you to, to the defense, uh, we were talking about uh, women like not wanting to be pursuing the guys, and I, I agree. The guys should be stepping up, um, but they're hiding behind texting and, uh, and swiping left and right, so it, they're, they're getting away with it, so that's why they're not <laughs> stepping up, and then it becomes a lifestyle. But you know what? Yeah, if you're, yeah. you know, New, York, New York City has the incredible amount of beautiful, attractive, smart, culture, cultured, sophisticated, fun women. And yet, you know, everybody's got their headsets on and everybody gets on the subway and puts on the grim face and understandably so because, you know, there's so many wacky people, but it's not super easy 
for guys to introduce themselves to women without getting some major attitude thrown at them. And not everybody's all that nice these days to each other. Now, so I think that's, that's in defense of men. And then, then they shut down. They figure, well, I'll just hide behind my phone because, uh, you know, yeah. I'm not going to get shot down that way. What's your thoughts on the technology kind of getting in the way? Um, I agree. I go to the gym. Everybody's got their headset on. No, no, I'm the only one that doesn't wear a headset. Uh, and I, I know. I, and, and Or they're sitting texting in between sets. Uh, so I think that it's an excuse. Like when the cell phones first came out and you'd see somebody standing alone at a party and they pretend that they're calling somebody, like, I'm just afraid to be alone. Most people I know want to meet IRL in real life. They beg for a real connection. And you don't know what you get when you're doing online dating. You got lucky, Robert. You got a woman that knew what she wanted, and you were finally ready. But I agree yeah. with you. There are people in the supermarket. Look, I have a guy friend who told me his two favorite places to pick up women were the supermarket and the drugstore. And he's been living wow. with the same woman for 20 years. He's a gorgeous pro bodybuilder and model. And he saw this woman looking at lotion. He just grabbed something <laughs> next to her and he said, do, do you think, I'm sorry, it looks like you know what you're doing. Is this a lotion that I should be using? I don't really know my skin. <laughs> he just, or he'd be looking at fruit, like, how do I pick that? He was just nonsense. But he was right. a way to talk to them. And mm-hmm. they weren't, you know, and he was so handsome and so nice and they weren't offended. And then he'd say, oh, my, do you, do you go here often? And, you know, hey, listen, mm-hmm. I'd love to take you out for a cup of coffee. I'm in the neighborhood. We could talk about hand lotion. But, I mean, he had a system, and he met them in real life. It was brilliant. And, you know, as it should be. <laughs> but it is tougher today. Um, you wrote a book called Older Men, Younger, Older Women, Younger Men. And uh, I've, I've, we both write for a Good Men pro- Project, and uh, I do my right, own right. book, as you do. And uh, I've written about that because I dated a couple of older women, and I really loved them. I thought they were fantastic. But you have to know what you're doing because uh, it's a little bit different dynamic. Tell us about what inspired you to write this book and kind of the insights that you found and why this is happening now as, as it should. Um, so I had come from financial news with skirts down to my mid cap and blouses, silk blouses up to my uh, ears. Sure. And I, I built a home in Northwestern New Jersey on a golf course. I'm a golfer. I thought it'd be great for Me business. Too. It was going to be a weekend home. Long story short, I ended up moving there single, retired, and 38. I don't know what I was thinking. No train line, no bus line. I was in <laughs> Appalachia. And there was this hot-looking kid. With a set gym, of pings. And though, he right? was so adorable. Long, okay, here, I'm going to jump one year. We used to talk to each other. I'd be on the Stairmaster reading a book on metaphysics. He'd always talk to me. He flipped from 18 to 19. I flipped from 39 to 40. And our <laughs> first date was to a metaphysical church. And we looked awesome. at each other, and I said, I just, I know. And I, I never looked at him, like, on the menu, but he'd been in love with me for a year. All those things, I thought I was helping him with Mindy and Sally and mm-hmm. all that. No, it was all nonsense. And we lived wow. together for seven years, and all hell broke loose. Finally, I wrote a book called Older Women, Younger Men because it was so controversial. You could sleep with a young guy, sleep with your cool boy, but for God's sake, don't move him in the house and fall in love with him. And that, that was my issue. 
you know, love is love. And well, tell us about in- that. Did okay, so uh, you know, a lot of younger guys who go out with older women, they think, you know, oh, it's going to be Mrs. Robinson, and then she's going to teach me sex tricks and all of that. And like, you can't treat older women that way. They're women. And it's, you know, forget the I, yeah. age. You have to treat those, them as you know your, your romance. So how how did it work for you? Well, How'd you get my past that? Like, okay, my experience may be different than yours because I'm I'm a female, but I think a lot of young guys assume that she's had tons of sex. Right. And in exactly. truth, I I had left a ten year relationship and I had really low mileage. I think I'd been with four men in my life. So I a lot of women leave a marriage. And they had a couple boyfriends before, so please don't think that she is like some sexual nymphomaniac. And also, you never want to mother your guy. Support him. Exactly. You know, believe in him. Allow him to grow. Bring up a man in him. Uh, let him experience that. But the moment you treat him like a, a mommy, you've just emasculated him, and that's the end of your sex life. That's for sure. That's the beginning of resentment. So I think a lot of women were doing it wrong, and I think for most of us, the, the funny thing is living it. Now, I never in a million years did I think that would be the story of my life. Robert, I promise you, I could see the direction I was going. This was the, a CNN, maybe. A young guy mm-hmm. known for this? Never. Never my wildest dream. But, you know, when you see judgment and discrimination and horrific behavior, my neighbors were so god-awful to me. I can't even believe that I, if I tell people the things they did, you would literally think, oh, yeah, she's making that up. They signed a petition. I had a show on spirituality and higher consciousness that was running on cable in the uh, tri-state area. And we had drop-off points to, to, for the different stations to, to put the tapes in. And that's when we did everything on videotape, right, and three-quarter mm-hmm. tape. Yep, and so sure. um, <laughs> uh, they put a... Uh, my boyfriend's mother created a petition. Over 100 people in my community signed saying I oh was a detriment to the community and to the welfare of children. <sighs> children. Oh, my God. Yeah, like I'm a pedophile. Oh, yeah, and that I was a witch and a prostitute. Oh. And then later, I'm, I was a lesbian, just so you know. Because I, I, can, I can laugh about it now, but the things that I couldn't get eggs. I couldn't go to the grocery store. I couldn't go to the gym. The girls would leave the line in the grocery store because his mother set out the information I was a witch. I bewitched him. I cast a spell on him. We were doing satanic things, you know. And of course, why would he want me? All I know, but, but this is, but, it, but it's, it's so extreme. So here's the beauty of crisis. You know, if you can figure out, if you can trust nature, trust the universe that they have your back, and you believe that. This is a just universe. You've got to dig for where is the, what am I supposed to do with this? Okay, it's a horrific thing. It's bigger than me. Obviously, there's a mission here. Just show me the mission. I'm yep. on board. I don't care how much I suffer, but give me what I am supposed to mm-hmm. do with this. Because yeah. it was so extreme that I knew it had to be for some reason. So when my friend said we should write a book, that was the platform for changing consciousness. And we did. It was an international bestseller in one year. Unknown mm-hmm. authors, you know. So that was that kind of led me to where I am today. Like, oh, I do have something I want to say. Now, when the position you're in now, after going through that experience, which was is shockingly horrible, um, and now the climate, I think, with as with anything over the you know ten years nowadays is like fifty years previous to that. 
Exactly. Would, would you go out with a younger guy now? Oh, of course. That's kind of I, I my my radar is so locked on younger. I had goodbye parties to the twenties. I'm like never another twenty. That's it. That's it. I'm too old. And boom, a gorgeous twenty-year-old would come into my life, bright, committed, loving. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I can't keep doing this. And I no, 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 no. Another farewell to the twenties. I was going to be out of the twenties. It was like locked into my vibration. So I had to take mm-hmm. a long break until I could finally date somebody, you know, like within 10 years of my age. And um, I, I, so I have now had a pattern of just preferring younger men in general. Mm-hmm. What, what's your take on, um, because I know you, uh, your other book is uh, Allowing Magnificence, and you are a very conscious person, and I really like that because what we do, you know, the Guys Guys Radio, it's not about – it's not beer and boobs and booze and football. It's, it's like about that. a lot more than that. And I have to kind of get past that with some of the, some of the pe- guests where they think, why am I going on guys, guys radio? And I let them know and they see the people that I've interviewed. So how, tell us about uh, what's your advice to, and what's your sense as to what's going on where now we have, and I think there's an awakening, awakening going on. There's people from business like you and me who yeah. are like wake, have woken up and are waking yeah. up and we're on a journey and then you also have the whole Trump thing where you have couples uh, where they're divided because of uh, the president. And then also on spirituality, some people are like they roll their eyes and other people are like they understand that frequency and vibration and energy is, is a big is like what drives everything. So how, how do you I, I don't I hope I haven't put too much in, into a ball there for you, but just talk to us about that. I you know, I. I do test the waters, and so I shoot two videos a week, and I've been, I got away from writing. I love writing, but I'm too precious to work with mm-hmm. it, so what I do is I try to now do videos instead, and I did a video recently um, on this spiritual divide, like, I, what happens when you feel that you're too advanced to actually meet a mate? What happens if your consciousness mm-hmm. is like, oh, okay, this is great, but who is going to understand me? So I think it's a right. worthwhile discussion. Yeah, it's, it's not a snobby are, thing. No, no, and I think, no, you know, not. the individual right. evolves so much more quickly than the society as a whole. And you're absolutely right. right. We've hit a tipping point. Oprah started it, God bless her. She was a mm-hmm. big cog of shifting mass consciousness toward an awakening. Yes. Of, maybe there's more than what appears to the eyes, right? So this is awesome. And each person has their own experience. You go out to California, they're like way into this stuff, okay? I mm-hmm. like my form of spiritual practices. It's got to work in the real world. I have to be able to speak a language that real people understand me that live in a physical world. So I can go to the other places and talk to people, but I, I live in the real world. It's got to work. My spirituality yes. has to work in New York in this time yep. period. <laughs> it's got to be practical, I agree. Right? I'm right with you. So um, when I advise, uh, I try to look, when I have a client, the way I act it out is I, I try to look for satisfying their goal, but coming from the highest place where they're doing the highest thing they can do and the cleanest, playing at the cleanest, highest level that does no harm. That's what I try and do. Okay, here's mm-hmm. where you want to go. Let's find the best way for you to do that. And so uh, most of the people that I get have a good 
uh, psychological background. They've studied a lot or they've heard terms, and they tend to be kind of aware spiritually that there's more here. And so mm-hmm. I think that's in the speaking why they, why they resonate with it. And I think people are a lot more open to this concept than, than they yeah. ever were before. Yeah, I agree with you. It's like uh, I know a lot of guys. I'm a boomer, and a lot of my friends, at first they saw what I was doing, and they're kind of like, what are you doing? And now they, they'll say, hey, can you give me an idea? Like I want to lose some weight or something. What can I do? And I'll, I'll make some kind of suggestion. They might try it once or they might not. But at least, you know, not everybody can pick up and go to Peru for a, for a retreat <laughs> for seven days. Exactly, but everybody can exactly. do, you can start doing the little things, you know, yeah. you can meditate for, you start with five minutes a day, then 10 minutes a day, whatever. You can start to change your practices. I think the biggest problem for most people, particularly men, not women, I'm going to say men on this, is that just doing something, just they'll like maybe ask about it and then they'll go right back to ordering a beer and having some sliders with it when they wanted to ask about, you know, a diet question. And they just don't realize that you have to do something. You know, you have to take yeah. a step. If you take a step, the universe is going to have your back, but you have to take Absolutely. those steps. Uh, you so, know what's interesting, though, Robert? I don't know if you counsel. Do you counsel men? Like you know, I'm using this. Um, my whole platform came from my novel. Uh, I, I come from the advertising business, and I wrote a novel yeah. about advertising, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. And uh, it was a lot of love in the book uh, underneath all of the plot. And uh, I then I started with Guys Guys Radio and started doing my blog and things the platform has 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 lifted from there. So I haven't gone out and found I haven't looked for it yet, but I haven't found the right platform in terms of how I want to counsel guys. I'm doing it by getting other experts on my show, mm-hmm. writing my blog, uh and writing for Goodman Project and places like that, and working yeah. on now I'm working on a guy, a book for men. So oh, wonderful. I haven't I haven't well, gotten I haven't done the client thing, and uh, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I have to go with what you know what drives me, and um, just right, staying right. open. And uh, I feel the wind at my back. So sorry for the long answer. <clears throat> no, I was going to say that in my experience of working with men, 99% of them take instruction when they call a relationship expert. They are so motivated. Tell me what to do. I'll do anything. I've got to get her mm-hmm. back. I want to get this girl. It's not going right. I love her madly. And when men love, oh, my gosh, they will, they will walk across fiery water. I mean, yeah. they will run across the world. They will spend every cent they've got. They will do what they have to do. You know, I, I, I am just astounded by what men will do, and I have found that they take instruction. The few, and I mean it's like 0.1% that don't take instruction, if they add or change the formula of what we're doing in our correspondence with the gal they're trying to get back or somebody they're trying to get it right with, and they add something like, and if you don't want me, I know plenty of women who do. I'm like, dude, you just ruined it. Everything we did right. for six months, you blew it because your ego got in right. the Exactly. So rare, and so I know men do listen, and men do pay attention when they really want something. That's true. And it's like then they also find time to do the things that they want to do. So anybody who says, "Oh, I don't have time to meditate ten minutes a day," exactly. Yes, yes, you do. If you really want to do that, and if you knew, uh, if you the, the benefits that that would give you. If that was something tangible to you, then you then something you would want, then you would find time to do that. Uh, but exactly. that's, that's I guess human nature. 
uh, your other and book is allowing. Also, they take in, oh, I'm so sorry. I was going to no, say no, go they ahead. take instructions no, no, no. better than women get screwed up because I'll get a woman straight and then she'll listen to her girlfriends will say, oh, no, 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 he's playing you. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she did everything wrong. So I was going to say men actually follow instructions better than women in my experience. Well, I think because you're a very attractive woman and smart and articulate uh, and worldly, that guys and myself being a guy, I, I know men would listen to you. Um, more than they <laughs> might you. listen to another guy. <laughs> so you've got, that's, a, that's a compliment. Please take it the right oh, way. Thank it's, you. It's thank a, you, Robert. It's a compliment. Whereas in you know, women, it could be tougher. So I could see men listen to you. It's interesting. I was just, I took my son to uh, this uh, T-ball today. He's five years old. And it's interesting because the teams are mixed with uh, boys and girls. And the girls are way more attentive. They take instructions. The boys are like, they sit down and they're picking at clovers in the you know, outfield. <laughs> and they, <laughs> At that age, it's, can they pay attention? The guys don't pay attention. And I think that's something, that big problem with all men. We don't pay attention oh, wow. except if it affects us because we're all about ego. Yes. And women pay attention. I don't want to say too much, but they, they pick up on the small details. And that's what counts. In fact, you know, I went, I went out three dates with my, my wife and uh, we were having such a good time. I said, you know, I, I really, I'm really enjoying this. How can I be a good boyfriend? Because I don't want to ruin oh. this. And she said... Pay attention. Oh I said, anything oh else? And she said, no. And uh, believe me, she reminds me of it all the time. <laughs> well, it's true. I, you know, I have a technique for how to get your boyfriend to listen to you and start to be nice again, how to reboot his appreciation. Tell us, and tell when us. You need to, well, when you need to make a correction with a man, you need to very briefly, very briefly, some might say, when you did this and this and this, it hurt me, really hurt me. When you then you have to tell him how that impacts what he loves most because if he doesn't hear mm-hmm. it of how it affects him, he's never right. going to hear it because he's heard your women's complaints before. You say, for example, if you say, you know, when you played me against that other girl, invited us both to this party for your ego. I know that made you feel better, but boy, that kind of behavior. If you take that into yeah. business and try and pitch two people against each other, everything you want to create with your company you will be dishonored by the way that you have treated people and you will not look good. So Got then it. they're suddenly, now they hear yeah. it like, oh Consequences. my God, it's about me. <laughs> now, yeah. I, now I know what you're saying. <laughs> then they thank you for correcting them. I love it. <laughs> so, I, I, you, I, man, have another, all right? sorts of things. I had to date have... bad guys because I had good guys and I needed to figure out what to tell women because I, I didn't know what to tell the guy's good, you're good, we're all good, I, I've got nothing to say. So I, yeah, so I dated bad boys for six years, the worst I could find. And I thought, if I can tip the scale in any way with these guys and learn the right techniques, then an average woman with an average guy is going to be doing perfectly. Got it. I love it. Um, I want to make sure that we have a chance to talk about your other book, um, Promote That, Allowing Magnificence. Tell us what that's all about. That is a little bit about what I said with the challenges before that mm-hmm. is not necessarily about relationships. A couple of relationships are used. It's about understanding that challenges are a part of life and getting on board with accepting that and then digging for the gold, understanding that life has cycles. And oftentimes just like nature, we have life and death cycles and you'll be going through a death cycle and dramatic death cycles. Every door closes. Every combination that used to get you from point A to point B stops working and you're beside yourself. Then there's a dismantling 
a complete meltdown, and the new you starts to emerge. Because sometimes I think the universe wants to shift our direction. And yes. because we have learned, go, 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 you know, double down on the effort, keep going, we fight it and fight it. And sometimes we have to tuck and roll and trust the universe that, okay, I really wanted that more than anything, but you, it's a fine line. When do I persevere? Because we so admire that. And when do I pick up the message that there is something waiting for me over here? You know, first you tap me, then you bump me, then you slug me. You know, when do I get the mm-hmm. message, right? Um, and just how to use, how to decipher what that crisis is and learn the reason for it in real time as it's happening, not 10 years later when you say, uh, now that's I awesome. understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I try yeah. to help people do. It's like the best way to fix karma is to do it now. Don't wait until two lifetimes from now. Just like take care of it now, right? Who wants to wait? Have it hanging over oh, our yeah. head like a cloud. Um, yeah. We, you mentioned the sex as the, and you've written about this, the price of admission, and we touched on this earlier. Just a quick question. So, if that is the case, and I, I I agree with you, and it puts women in a position because it makes it like it's a commodity and it's an expectation. What about sex on yeah. the first date? You know, uh, I. I'm not going to pass any moral judgments, but it does make it harder. You know, listen, every bit of time that you invest in conversation and getting to know each other, just consider it like you're making a foundation for a building. I have known couples that I have interviewed that the woman slept with the guy on the first date thinking it was going to be a one-off, she was on vacation, and not just one, I've known several, and they are still together some 20 years later. It's not that it can't happen, but all I know is that when you show up, show up. And if you're going to open your legs, open your heart. You might as well. You're there. And Mm -hmm. show up so that there's some difference between the Tuesday night girl and the Thursday night girl. Otherwise, we're all the same to men. And the men to connect to. You know, I think oftentimes men are dying to have us open up. They want, they're hoping she'll have something that I'll like. I, and I think mm-hmm. that yeah. if you, uh, so that's why I think so many times, well, the burden to make the woman feel comfortable is on the man, but the burden for the woman to open up to ignite the man's interest is is on her part too. And I think she's stronger and she can handle this. Yeah, that's so a good idea. If, if, you know, if we're going to be having sex right away, at least let's figure out how to minimize the loss. Okay, and and mm-hmm. eliminate pain unnecessarily. I love it. Oh, listen, you have. I I wrote down about thirty questions. We got about one third of the way through. So I've had so much fun That's with this good. conversation, Susan. I hope we can do it again. But uh, I've had you on for a while. So why don't you tell everybody? Uh, first of all, thank you. You've been a wonderful guest, and I really enjoy getting to know you, particularly because you're from a similar background. And I know, as I mentioned in the kind of intro, you did some work with McGarry Bowen. So I know John McGarry. Oh, they were wonderful. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was the oldest one there. They all had flip flops and and jeans on. I'm like, yeah. what world is this? Because I remember the '80s with the three piece suits. I'm like, oh my god. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, when I started cool. out yeah, yeah. on the Rubicon, I was wearing a suit every day, and then slowly I know. it changed. And you know, the last agency I, uh, I ran, uh, I was president of Agent 16, and we did a lot of image advertising. I I, I wore a suit probably five times in two years. So the it's whole amazing, business. Isn't it? I look like their clients. They had they had a Fortune 100 client in there, and I looked like they thought I was on their team. They were all confused because I came dressed for 
you know, respectability, mm-hmm. but yeah. I didn't know I could have worn skinny jeans and flip flops. I mean, I didn't know. Yeah. And, and even yeah. that's changed now. Now the clients try to outdress the agency people. They want to be cooler than the agency. So it's fun. But uh, why don't you tell us, uh, our listeners, where they can find you, where they can find you, your books, social media, et cetera. Wonderful. So uh, my website, SusanWinter.net. And if you want to see my YouTube channel, I have hundreds yes, I've of seen videos it. it's great. on anything mm-hmm. you want. It's just put into the YouTube tab, the, the search engine, Susan Winter, I'll come right up. And any topic that you want, hot and cold, breakups, mixed messages, older women, younger men. And I've started doing questions and answers from uh, my yep. viewers. So there's a special button on my website under contact, right under the media section, where you can send me your questions. And then our, my team looks at it, and we pick one every week that we do. Uh, so that hopefully we get a pulse on what people want to hear. And it's they're male and female and pretty, pretty evenly uh, dispersed. I don't favor one or the other. It's gender neutral, most of my information. So please come by and take a look at it. And Robert, I, I met you on Twitter. I was watching your stuff on Twitter. That's how we got I know. Together. Yep. And then uh, you, I think you liked the tweet or something, and I wrote to you a couple of times, and then here we are. Yep. So that's how it works. So fantastic. Yep. And I'm so glad, too, because I think you're fantastic. I love what you're doing, and Thank you're very you. nice, too. Yeah. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and thank, thank you. you for being my guest. And I, I really, I hope we can do it again. I'll reach out to you, and uh, and we'll have some more fun. Robert, keep up the great work advising men and helping them to become the greatest version of themselves. We really need that. Your voice is strong, it's clear, and it's powerful. Thank you so oh, much. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Susan. All right, everybody. Okay, hon, take Our care. special guest. Thank you. Take care, Susan. Susan Winter, our special guest. Bye-bye. Professional love and life mentor. She is fantastic. So uh, check her out, please. And uh, thank you for listening, everybody. We're going to take a very quick break, and then I'm going to do a quick guys, guys, guide, and then we'll wrap it up. The Guys, Guys Radio. Okay, we're back. Um, Guys, Guys Radio. It was podcast number 284 Susan Winter. Oh, wow, she is fantastic. And uh, I want to carry on the uh, uh, through my guys, 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 our conversation about relationships. And I'm going to talk today, tonight about a little warning signs, warning signs, red flags. How do you know that he's not the one? So let me just give you a handful and you can think about that. This is more for the ladies and the guys. But I think for guys who are listening, ask yourself, am I this guy? Number one. You, you don't want a guy, if you see the guy, he's really having a couple of bucks out of his pocket to pay for uh, a couple of glasses of wine, or et cetera, uh, it's going to be tough for dating. So you, if you're dating, you, you need to have some money. So if you run it through a rough patch, dial down the dating. And, uh, but if you're in it, be in it to win it. So and if you're a woman and the guy's just like totally cheap, um, just be aware that that could be an issue ongoing. He might be going through a rough patch, but he might, uh, he might not be. Uh, so be aware of that too. Uh, guys who are too jealous um, about ex-boyfriends or people at work or whatever, you've got to have a guy, you've got to be with a guy who's comfortable in his own skin and knows who he is. The jealousy is that's for teenagers. Um, I know we all fall into it at times, but you got to get by that. You got to conquer it and be comfortable with who you are. The bottom line is 
nobody wants to be with somebody who really who doesn't want to be with them as much. Ultimately, you want to be with somebody who really wants to be with you. Otherwise, you're devaluing yourself. So jealousy is a way of kind of devaluing yourself. And if you do get a little jealous of somebody who's got your your lady's interest, up your game, buddy. That's all. Just keep it going. Um, controlling, um, same as jealousy. You know, controlling behavior stems, stems from fear, anger, insecurity. If a guy doesn't allow you to have your own life, that's a bad sign. And uh, that means, you know, you got to have your nights out with your, your besties and uh, drinks with your colleagues. Relationships are about joy and sharing, not being held captive. So don't let a guy take away your independence. Both partners in a relationship need to lead their own lives. And number five, if the guy's got too many vices, you don't want to be with somebody who drinks too much, takes too many drugs, gambles too much, has anger issues, um, porn issues, just anything in excess is, is not a good thing. I'm not going to comment on each one of those is how much is enough or is anything allowed. I'm not saying no drinks um, and it looks like weed's being legalized. So, you know, if you're home for the night, I, is, is there an issue with that? I don't think so. Um, and then things like gambling, if you want to gamble on a football game, whatever, whatever. What Gambling can be a disease, though, and gambling is going to be a lot more prevalent. So you got to be careful on that. And, uh, you know, beyond that, and then it gets into areas like abuse and porn and disrespecting your family and all that. These are just think about the, the red flags when you're getting deeper into a relationship. If you're seeing some of these things pr- crop up, beware, beware. And be forewarned. And if you're a guy, ask yourself, am I this guy in any ways? And if you are, clean up your act. If you really love your lady, you want to make it work, step up your game, buddy. You can do it. So that's our Guys Guys Guide for the evening. And that's Guys Guys Radio for the evening. We're back this Wednesday night at 7 p.m. live again. We're one of the few uh, podcasts that uh, records live. And it's a lot of fun doing it this way because it's a special level of energy. Um, and I love meeting the new people that I deal with, my guests on, on the radio. And I thank you for being part of the journey. And I hope you're getting as much out of the show as I am. Um, so our next guest is Brent Phillips. He wrote a book on manifesting, and it's very good. It's short, it's to the point, and it's a bestseller. So he's going to be here on Guys Guys Radio on Wednesday at 7 p.m. So we'll see you then. And, of course, all of our Guys Guys Radio podcasts you can listen to uh, for free. You can download them for free on iTunes. Block Talk Radio, Stitcher, and TuneIn, and you can find me, Robert Manny. Uh, easiest place for all of my stuff, including my novel, is just go to my website, robertmanny.com, M-A-N-N-I, and uh, you can learn about the novel. You can get it, pick it up at Amazon or, or other places, and uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I'm all over the place, and I love doing this work and I love being part of the raising consciousness and men and women being at their best and everyone winning. And as I like to say, folks at the end of every show, guys, guys finish first.